Welcome to Strategic Staffing 24-7 Podcast. Our podcast is designed to get nursing leaders the insider information they need to help keep shift rates and patient satisfaction high. Today's episode is no exception. You're not going to want to miss a minute. Our guest today is a staffing veteran and attorney, and we'll be discussing if it's better to work with agencies or 1099 contractors. During the pandemic, we saw a lot of platforms come up that are offering contractors to help build shift fill rates. With those came some big questions. I'm Trisha Stackhouse, and I'm the host and vice president of operations at Integrated Healthcare Staffing. With me today is Amy Anger, vice president and general counsel for North America, Asia Pacific at Stefanini Legal. She also worked with me previously at Kelly Services. Amy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Trisha. It's nice to be with you again and talking about stuff we are really passionate about. Well, I'm really excited today to really share with our listeners some transparency and understanding of what is a 1099 or independent contractor. And then when we finish, facilities will be able to make a really good strategic decision about which way is right for them. Now, I can't speak for all agencies, but I can share that most healthcare staffing agencies, can you maybe start off by contrasting that to what is different with a W-2 employee and a 1099 employee? Sure. So that's a great question. And a lot of people get confused about that about that issue. And 1099 is the form that someone, mm-hmm. the tax form that someone has issued when they're not an employee. So that's kind of where that acronym comes from. Mm-hmm. But it's really that it's someone who's working in a situation where they're their own business. They're really a, a contractor. So mm-hmm. to your point about workers' compensation and taking out social security taxes, all of those things, When you're paying someone as a 1099, you're paying them like you're paying a business. And then they're responsible for making sure that they have the appropriate insurance, that they have the proper taxes taken out. Generally speaking, your 1099 are individuals. They don't have employees. So they usually don't have workers' compensation insurance because you buy workers' compensation insurance for your employees, not liability coverage for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to cover a workplace injury. So I know we've seen this before in other industries, this influx of these independent contractors. And I think it's oftentimes really attractive to the employee or to the person doing the work. That's because the hourly wage oftentimes seems higher than what they might get as an employee. And then from the client perspective, oftentimes it looks really attractive because it seems like they can operate at a lower pay rate than hiring a W-2 or true employee. It sounds like there's a really good loophole here. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, there's, you know, it. it's a bit of a, it's a blend. It's a bit of a loophole, but it's also a bit of a trap. Mm-hmm. Because if, if what you're doing as the person who's, as the company who's engaging, and you're trying to figure out what's most beneficial for you, whether it's an independent contractor or hiring a staffing agency or someone who's, a, you know, bringing in your own W-2 employee, it's important to think about what you're really engaging that person to do. And many times because of the way expenses are handled and the way the balance sheet and budgets work um, Mm -hmm. and the load that someone would have to take by hiring an employee, they begin to think that engaging contractors, 1099s or staffing agencies is more beneficial, which it could be based on how they're being bonused and how their budgets are running. So now let's talk about, you know, staffing agency or an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. In those situations, you now have the staffing agency doing exactly what you were talking about, right? Covering that person from an insurance perspective, paying all of that. 
paying all of those coverages, social security, making sure they've got the liability insurance, that contractor may not have all that and, and do all of those things. So now, instead of having the staffing agency checking and doing all of the compliance work to make sure all of those protections are in place, you have to do them yourselves. So is somebody collecting the certificate of insurance to make the make sure the insurance is valid? Is someone you know, getting some type of guarantee that they're paying the taxes appropriately? So it can be a bit of a loophole, Trisha, but that loophole can also you know, close and be a trap. Yeah, you know, before the show started, we were talking about it and, and there were appropriate times when a healthcare facility would want to use or could use a 1099 or independent contractor. Yeah, I do. I think I think there are, and that's why I'm a fan of the approach of a blend. I don't think it has to completely disrupt any particular, you know, re relationship. It's being strategic and thoughtful about what is the best way for this work to be done and what do we really need. So, you know, if a facility needs someone to conduct a one-day training, an independent contractor is probably a good approach. It's one day. It's episodic, don't need it all the time. Um, sometimes an independent contractor for a highly skilled area where you only need that person on an on-call situation or you know, you're scheduling certain appointments for that particular skill set and you only offer those appointments one Wednesday, you know, every other Wednesday, right? Mm -hmm. um, you might want to engage that person as an independent contractor because it's not a true regular job. But but in those situations, you then still want to make sure that that person has the right liability insurance. You know, your the point about credentialing is an excellent who's checking to make sure all the credentials are up to date and valid. So all of that has to be done somewhere with that independent contractor. And I think that's probably the benefit of using an agency, right? You're paying that agency for the experience to provide the coverages, set the credentials and really direct the work. Absolutely. So what happens? I mean, what happens or historically has maybe happened when companies utilize the wrong type of person in a role? What has happened and, and what kinds of things are we starting to see again? Sure. So what often what often happens is sometimes if the individual gets hurt mm -hmm. or the individual hurts someone else, everybody then is surprised that they don't have the coverage they thought they had. You know, that, that individual doesn't have the liability insurance or the person now you know, can't work and it should be covered by workers comp, but there's no coverage. So it's usually when something bad happens that people then realize, oh my gosh, we didn't have this protected as we, you know, as we hoped we would be. It's also really, because it's basically a tax classification, mm -hmm. the enforcement about this really happens depending on who is in the White House and who the administration is. Mm -hmm. And our current President, President Biden is very pro-employee relationship. He's very pro-union. So he wants to make sure people are being protected and not being taken advantage of. Because to your point, the platforms that popped up, they were treating individuals, it wasn't negotiating power. They were telling them, you're going to get this wage, you're going to work these hours, and we're not going to you know, give you any benefits. And oh, by the way, we're going to pay you every 45 days or something. And and it wasn't a negotiation. And when President Biden took over, he was very unhappy that people were being taken, in his view, being taken advantage of. So he asked the agencies that could step in and start to protect people 
from companies taking advantage of them to do so. I would imagine there's probably going to be more and more of this coming over the next couple of years as we focus on employee protection. And I understand a lot of these platforms popped up out of dire need during the pandemic. There was a need, there was an opportunity to get clinicians to fill the need, and this is a quick and easy way to do it. But I think now is the time to really step back and, and really help our clients in these facilities to really take that strategic view that you were talking about and determine, is this fill, is this shift, is this position really appropriate for someone who is truly an independent contractor, providing that niche skill, doing that niche job? Or is this something where we need a temporary employee? to step in that has all the same employee protection and coverages being offered by a third party agent. Yeah, Tricia, I absolutely agree with you. And it's one of those situations where technology changes things and the law is always trying to catch up. It's just the way our system works, right? So the legal aspects are always a little bit behind. And this is one instance where technology changes at such a rapid rate that it only makes the slowness of the legal system that much more obvious because <laughs> we're always playing catch up, right? I mean, it's amazing. That's why we launched a portal for our employees and a portal for our clients to allow them that digital interface that everyone's craving. We do this all while still providing all the same services and protections that we've always had and continue to provide. I think that's probably the key to this employee shortage. How do we get everybody what they want? Coverage, protection, convenience, the ability to be flexible about where they go and where they work, and the flexibility for our clients to be able to staff up and staff down as needed, but do it thoughtfully and strategically. That's exactly right. Still respecting that people have bills to pay, right? They, they're relying, they're relying on an income and yeah, as an employer or as, you know, a facility, you need to make adjustments, but people also need to have some income security. So the the conflict there and the, the tension in the system, technology can help it, but it also it can also aggravate it. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. We're all still trying to play catch up over the last few years, and we try to fill those gaps as best we can. Any final thoughts, Amy? Yeah, I think, you know, I think the best thing a, a facility can do is, is know that flexibility comes with some type of discipline. So, you know, being, being deliberate about what engagement model you're going to use is really something to do, being thoughtful about it. And I, a one size fits all approach is to me always a bad idea because you're then you're getting caught in that loophole or that trap because you're applying, you know, to use the analogy, you're using a screwdriver, but you really need an orange peeler. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's just being, take, taking a little bit of time. Everybody wants to be fast and agile, but taking the time to do it right is the best thing anybody can do. I think that's great advice. I think we all just need to take a breath, ask some questions, make sure we know exactly what we're getting from whom we're getting it from. And, you know, that if you have an orange, you need an orange peeler. If it's a screw, you need a screwdriver. You always want the right tool for the job. Well, this was so valuable. I just want to really thank you for joining us today and kind of pulling back the curtains and providing more thoughts on what's happening. You have that nice combination of being a lawyer and also having experience in staffing. It's so very valuable. If people want to get in touch with you or get more information about what you do, how can they do that, Amy? Sure. So contacting me via email was probably best. It's Amy, traditional spelling, A-M-Y 
anger, just like mad, A-N-G-E-R, at stephanini.com. Thank you so much. And as a reminder, if you want to reach out to me or to your local integrated healthcare branch, just check the show notes where we'll put all of that contact information. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, and YouTube. And thanks again to everyone for all the very important work you're doing. Everyone here at Integrated is grateful for everything that you do every day. Until next time.